Thanks for joining us for today's edition of Lessons for Living. His word so fresh in our hearts abound. His word made flesh in the here and now. A new life is beginning. Lord, let us hear your lessons for living. Lord, let us hear your lessons for living. We don't want that life because it comes apart. And we have to suffer for that, and we have to learn from that. Actually, as you know, through the Bible, we see exactly that. We see people that do with God, then all of a sudden they don't do it with God. And you watch all that in the Old Testament, you go, what's wrong with those Jewish people back in the Old Testament? Hello, just raise your hand. We understand exactly what we're talking about. Remember what Paul would say? The things I know to do, I don't do. The things I know I shouldn't do, I'm doing them. Right? He didn't like it, we don't like it. Life is a constant battle to do the right thing, isn't it? This is something that's been a struggle for every person, even those who aren't living a life trying to obey God. Day after day, you just get up with a desire to do the right thing, but many times that doesn't make it past breakfast, if even that far. Pastor Mark will be teaching about this struggle you have. He will talk about the solution to the problem. He'll also be speaking about how the changes you want to make in your life can be made and how you can gain a measure of victory in this area. You'll discover that the answer is found in God. Remember, there's quite a few ways to receive a copy of Pastor Mark's teaching. He'll be sharing all that information with you at the close of today's broadcast. Now, here's Pastor Mark in the book of Mark chapter 1 as he continues his message, Come Apart or Come A-P-A-R-T. Now, remember what it says in the New Testament. Every good and perfect gift comes from who? God. He's generous. So here it is. God wants to bless us. He's a generous God. That's his character. Then notice the next key. God said to them. Can you picture Adam and Eve? They're just created. Of course, you know what Adam's thinking about the whole time. They're naked. Did that help? Okay. Men are very visual. She's looking for communication. He's looking. Now, how are they going to live there in paradise? If God doesn't speak, how do they do life? What do you eat? There's no meat. They're vegetarians. So can you see Adam say, well, here's a leaf. What do you think, Eve? Poison or is it good? Do you understand what I'm just saying? They're clueless. But did God leave them clueless? No. He what? He said to them. That's what God wants to do. See, realistically, that's how we're born. Clueless. We don't know how to do life. But God speaks to us. And that's a picture of God again saying to you, I love you, Adam and Eve. I want to bless you. And I want to share some things with you. Now, he begins to speak in Genesis. At the start of the Bible, he begins to speak to his creation, his people, you and me. Now, this is Genesis. As you go through the Bible, is God still speaking? 
Okay, now we're into the New Testament. Is God still speaking? Yep, he's speaking through Jesus, speaking through lots of things, through the Holy Spirit. As we go, when does he stop speaking? Oh, no, he stopped speaking to us here on earth. When? The book of Revelation. It's the end. By the way, when you get to heaven, is he still speaking? Of course, of course. But on the earth, through the Bible, we see them all the time from beginning to end. Right from the beginning book to the end, he is speaking. God is still speaking today. You're not in heaven yet. He's still speaking. By the way, when you get there, you'll really be able to speak with him. Now, do you know what? For the last 10 minutes, God has been speaking to you. See, a lot of people come to church. Oh, Pastor Mark, what's happening? Oh, a custard thing. That's cool. But it's good. Is the worship done yet? No, wait a minute. I've been speaking to you the word of God. God has been speaking. It isn't me. I'm just a voice. God has already begun speaking to you. Understand that. Is that a blessing or what? See, we're here to what? Learn. That's what God gave us. He speaks to us. And he's speaking to you right now. Realistically, it's the Holy Spirit. He's the author of the Bible. And so as I'm speaking to you, understand that's God's will. Now, watch what happens. Go to chapter 2. You're one chapter away. Verse 16 and 17. And the Lord God, interesting word, commanded the man, you are free to eat from any tree in the garden, but you must not eat from the tree of knowledge of good and evil. For when you eat of it, you will surely die. Now remember, spiritually, when you see the word death or die, means separation from God. Now, Here's how God directs us. Sometimes God tells us what to do, which he just did. And sometimes God tells us what not to do. Sometimes we don't like the not to do. But if you're a parent, did you ever tell your children something to do and something not to do? Now, why did you tell them something not to do? To protect your children. That's exactly the way life works. If you're working for a boss, will your boss tell you some things to do? Will he tell you some things not to do? No, I do what I want. You'll find a new boss. (laughs) Maybe. Okay? So understand, that's what God does. So when you see verse 16 and 17, here's key number two. It's for you and for me today, as well as Adam and Eve. God wants us to know his will. How to do life together. He sets the standards. We don't. God says, do this. Don't do this. It's never changed since the beginning of time. That's God's word. He doesn't lie. And the Bible doesn't become outdated. Now, As you understand, as you go through the scriptures, God created us to know him, to worship him, to obey him. And one of the things I love when we worship is to enjoy him. Don't you enjoy being in church and worshiping God? I mean, it's fantastic. Now, Paul wrote it like this. In the Bible, there's all these contrasts, light and dark and all that stuff. Watch this, Ephesians 5.15. So be careful, Paul says, how you live. Don't live like fools, but be like those who are wise. So there's the contrast. A fool, 
or a wise person. Make the most of every opportunity in these evil days. Don't act thoughtlessly, but understand what the Lord wants you to do. There's the will of God again. Now, here's the contrast. A fool is a person who tries to direct their own life. That's exactly what the scripture says. A person that doesn't want to have a relationship with God, not interested in a devotion time, not interested in talking to him, they're just going to run their own life. Well, we learned from the beginning, it's impossible to do that in any kind of a successful way. Now, the other option is this. A wise person is one who hears and obeys God's plan. So let me just stop and look at your life in general. Are you a wise person or a foolish person? That's what God's talking about. That's what Paul's reminding us about. You see, God's word is very clear. It's not complicated. Now, sometimes God's ways are not our ways because he knows better. And sometimes, let's be honest, we don't, we don't like his timing sometimes. But his timing is perfect and his will is always perfect. Now, what happened when that command came to Adam and Eve? They had a choice. Do it God's way or do it their way. What did they do? Chose to do their way. They chose to direct their own life. They disobeyed God and ignored his one command. One. That was it. Oh, my God, this is too complicated. Really? One? Immediately, they faced the negative consequences of doing life their way without God. Immediately. You see, their relationship with God spiritually was broken. Now, God came after them, after they failed. And he wanted them to realize that they made the wrong choice. But he loved them. Remember, they were naked, and they were trying to hide from God. They were guilty. First time they'd ever sinned. That's the first time we see sin on the earth. They were guilty. They tried to hide from God. God killed two animals, picture of the sacrifice of our Lord, and clothed them with animal skins. But the next thing he did, now remember, instantly they were separated in their relationship with God. It was never the same. Then he said to them, paradise, you're done. You're moving out of paradise and put an angel. They, they couldn't live there anymore because of the tree of knowledge. God didn't want them there because they'd lived that way. So what are we saying? When they sinned and they felt guilty, God said to them, there's punishment. And now their life is coming apart. And you see all kinds of things. Weeds, pain, suffering, childbirth, you name it. Sweat, all those kind of things come. See, when we choose to ignore God's word and his direction... You and I will face the same consequences of sin. Galatians says it like this. Do not be deceived. God cannot be mocked. A man, a woman will sow what they reap. Absolutely. So here's what you need to watch as we begin these series. When we choose to disobey God and go our own way, life begins to come apart. Now, Since you've been a Christian. Have you ever chose your own way instead of God's way? Anybody want to raise your hand and be honest enough? 
How about we do this? Everybody, I'm looking at, raise both hands and start waving at me, would you right now? So is there anybody perfect here? No. We've all done this. At the end of this, did we regret it? Yes, we did. In many ways. So if we're not careful, that's what happens to our lives. So there's, I'm not talking to anybody perfect, including obviously myself. So this is not unusual to us. But watch what happens. When we choose to disobey God, our life begins to come apart. What does that begin to look like? When I do that, where is God? He's not in the picture. I have made my own decisions. Oh, I know God. But I decided not to consult with him. And I'm doing it my way. I did it my way. Am I right? Now, what does that look like? This is what happens in our lives. There's confusion. There's a lack of peace. That's a miserable life. There's conviction. There's pain. Here's the big one. Regret. Sometimes I drive in the car and I look at what I did. I said, Balmer, you stupid dumbo. What is wrong with you? You said, Pastor, you can't talk to yourself like that. Oh, yes, I can. I don't know what you call yourself, beautiful or something when you screwed it up. I don't think so. So it's basically regret. And then God's discipline. Well, I knew there was something wrong with God. No, the Bible tells us he disciplines his children because he knows what's good for us, just like you did your children. So we don't want that life because it comes apart. And we have to suffer for that and we have to learn from that. Actually, as you know, through the Bible, we see exactly that. We see people that do it with God, then all of a sudden they don't do it with God. And you watch all that in the Old Testament, you go, what's wrong with those Jewish people back in the Old Testament? Hello, just raise your hand. We understand exactly what we're talking about. Remember what Paul would say? The things I know to do, I don't do. The things I know I shouldn't do, I'm doing them. Right? He didn't like it, we don't like it. Watch what happens. Genesis 12, let me read it to you. Watch what happens right here. And the Lord had said to Abram, Later, that name is changed to Abraham. And he said to Abram, leave your country, your people and your father's household, and go to the land I will show you. Now, when you look at that, here's a principle. Sometimes God, when he speaks, he doesn't give us all the details. Abram doesn't even know where he's going. Just enough to obey. That's all God wants. Because here's what I want you to write. Understand this. We can't please God unless we live by faith. Faith is understanding the promises of God. He won't direct us wrong. His timing is always perfect. So here's what it is. When God speaks with few details, there's things left. He wants to increase our faith. Now, When God came to Abram, Abram was a pagan. He worshipped dead idols. He had never heard of a living God. And when that happened, Abram gave him a few commandments. And basically what God is saying to him, look, leave your country, leave your people. I'm going to take you to a land. You're going to be the head of a nation. You don't even know about the nation. The nation is going to be Israel. The Israel nation will start with you. You're the father. 
Now, he didn't know the true God. He was a total pagan. But God came. He didn't deserve anything. But God came to him. And here's something very interesting. This is the way Abram lived his life. Separated from God. Now, his God were idols that were dead. They were pieces of stone. He had never in his whole life heard an idol speak to him. But the first time that God walks into the picture, what does God do? He speaks personally to Abram. First time in his life, he heard a God speak. Why? Because that's the only true God. And notice what he's doing. He's speaking to him. Remember, that's what we're trying to do in this relationship with God. God wants to speak to us. And we need to speak back to him. That's the relationship. And it never happened in Abram. He didn't get it at all. John Stott says it like this. Before man existed, God acted. Before man stirred himself to see God, God sought after man. In the Bible, we don't see man groping after God. We see God reaching after man. You see, when Abram, before he was introduced to God, and it was all God making the first move, Abram tried to be a good person. That's religion. Of course, his religion was a dead religion because it's idols. You can go to a church that believes in God, but you can be dead in your spirit. Because you're trying to get to heaven, which most people believe, by being good enough. That's impossible. So what happens? What's the difference between religion and relationship? Well, Jesus knew that man couldn't be good enough. God sent Jesus, and he reached down. Who made the first move again? God. He sent his son. He loved the world, and he sent his son. See, that's a personal God again. That's a big difference in religion. God sent Jesus. Now, remember in the New Testament, Jesus said it like this. You didn't choose me. I chose you. Anybody glad that God chose you? Who took the first step? God did. Oh, no, Pastor Mark, I was searching for God big time. Who put the emptiness in your heart? God. It's always God. Now, watch the promise he gives to Abraham. Abraham doesn't understand this at all. Remember, he's just beginning. Can you imagine Abraham's wife when Abraham goes to her? Honey, pack up everything. We're moving. What? Where'd you get that idea? Oh, I talked to this. I I didn't get to really see him, but I talked to this God. Really? You talked to somebody that you didn't see? And then she says, well, where are we moving to? I don't know. That's going to be some problems in a few marriages here right now. Right? I don't know. But he goes to her, and watch what God promises. Look at verse 2. I, God, will make you into a great nation. Well, what nation is that? The nation of Israel. And I will bless you. I will make your name great. Does anybody talk about Abraham today? The whole world does. The Jewish people do. Actually, the Muslims do. So do the Christians. And you will be a blessing. Now, let me just stop there. You see, when God calls us to do things, it's not just about me. He wants to bless other people through me. 
It's not selfish. Then verse 3. I will bless those who bless you. And whoever curses you, I will curse. Now, what kind of a statement is that? That's talking about the nation of Israel. If people bless the nation of Israel, even though many times the nation of Israel, there's wonderful Christians there. There's wonderful Jewish people there. But most of the Jewish people are secular. They don't even worship God anymore. Well, why should we bless the nation of Israel? Because it's God's nation. He's coming back. Jesus is coming back to set his kingdom up in Jerusalem. So, you know what's blessed America all these years? We as a nation have blessed Israel. You know what the government wants to do now? The liberal government? To get rid of Israel. Get rid of the Jews. What do you think Iraq and Iran want to do? They want to get rid of him. What will happen to him in the end? They will all be destroyed as nations. When the king of kings comes and sits down here, they're gone. Can you continue to pray for our nation? We don't want to live in a nation that goes against this. And look at the last line. And all peoples on earth will be blessed through you, Abraham. Now, who is that? Anybody a Christian? That's you. Notice, when you saw that, all the people on earth would be blessed through you, Abraham. Here's what happened. Jesus Christ would come through the nation of Israel. Has he blessed the whole world? Yes, he has. Now, they have to accept him, but that's the way it was. That's what Satan always tried to stop, Jesus coming through the nation of Israel. Notice all the eyes. I, 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 I. That's a personal God. It's a God that wants to communicate with. I will bless you. I'll encourage you. I'll minister to you. That's the relationship you'll hear when you have a time out with God. Now, verse 4, watch the obedience. So Abram left, as the Lord had told him. And Lot went with him. I like this next part of the verse. Abraham was 75 years old when he set out from Haran. Mr. Mark, why do you like that verse? Because I'm 75 years old. (laughs) And that means there's still hope for me. Here's a 75-year-old, brand-new Christian. God says, I got a great plan for you. Woo, here we go. You know, God's going to change my plan someday. I won't be in front of you. I don't know where I'll be, Timbuktu teaching or whatever, if I can still teach and see what happens. (laughs) Does that encourage me? That encourages me. See, God has a plan for you. No matter your age, it doesn't matter how young you are. This is a brand new Christian. He doesn't know anything. There's no Bible. But there is a God. And he's going to direct his life. So don't be panicked. He knows where you're going. He knows what you're going to do. And by the way, it's never about me. It's never about you. It's about helping other people. That's what he says to Abraham. That's powerful. Now, Basically, what I'm saying to you, it's never too soon or too late to learn to please God by steps of faith. Just do that in your life. In today's message, Pastor Mark resumed teaching about the importance of a strong relationship with God. You heard more about Abram and his walk with God and what happened to him when he made his own decisions. You were reminded of your own times of going your own way and what resulted from that rebellion. You were told about the value of learning from your own failures. 
you don't have to wait to hear another message from Lessons for Living. Visit LessonsForLivingRadio.com to access our archive of messages on various topics and books of the Bible. Subscribe to our podcast as well to receive updated teachings as soon as they're made available. We're so glad you joined us today and we'd love to connect with you. Feel free to contact us with your questions and prayer requests at 866-779-3441. That's 866-779-3441. Next time, Pastor Mark will continue in his series called Come Apart or Come A-P-A-R-T. He'll be talking about faith and how it relates to the quality of your relationship with God. Pastor Mark will continue using the example of Abram to illustrate how someone moves from being a pagan to becoming the father of faith. You'll learn the principles he used so that you can use them in your life. Well, that's all the time we have for today's broadcast. From all of the production team here at Lessons for Living, we want to say thank you for tuning in. And may God bless you. And together, let's do life right. In a hurting world, a new hope he is given.